everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. With us today at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Anaheim, California, 2019, is one of industry's finest in film, production, music, and more. His breakout one-night fathom event, The Trump Prophecies, made news across all sectors of Christendom and brought the real story of retired fireman Mark Taylor to the big screen and in a big way. It's the story of how God used a burnt-out fireman, aloof from God, and suffering PTSD to predict the next president of the United States of America years before Trump's decision had been made to even run. And now with his latest, When We Last Spoke, moviegoers will once again see the depth, dimension, and raw reality of filmmaking at its finest and with the message that, no pun intended, trumps every prediction. Christian Cinema is here to stay, and CEO, co-owner of Real Work Studios, is here to explain. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to testimony a wonderful, honor indeed, director, writer, producer, musician, and entertainment veteran, Rick Eldridge. Rick, welcome to testimony. Hey, thank you. It's great to be with you. It is great to have you. It's an honor to have you here, sir. First question, what drew you to produce the Trump prophecy? Well, I met with the publishers and I met with uh, Mary Colbert and uh, Mark Taylor, who wrote the book. And uh, you know, I, I was really impressed with Mark. He, he had a sense of humility about him. You know, when you think about someone who is a prophet, you never know what to expect. You know, they're going to have you know, long hair and a robe and a cane or, you know, or what. Mark was a very, uh, uh, just a wonderful person and humble person. And this message of God speaking to a public servant who was dealing with, you know, a lot of personal issues too, was really a point of healing for him. And, uh, and as I saw that and we, we crafted the story around that, which was a parable of, of his own, uh, I also saw through Mary Colbert the, uh, the need to emphasize prayer, you know, which uh, she started based on her inspiration from the story, A Prayer Network, which over 100,000 people were calling in uh, two months before the election to pray for our nation, to pray for its leadership, uh, and to pray that God would intervene in our country. Uh, it was the Chronicle 714, if my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray uh, and seek my face, I'll heal their land. And uh, that really spoke to me. And so I, I kind of explained the vision for what I wanted to do in the story. And they, they loved it. They got it. So I was in. And uh, it, it was amazing to see the response to the film. Uh, because we did it as a Fathom release, and we did a, a one night and sold out all across America, so we actually did a second night and sold it out also. But um, the uh, we had the ability to do kind of an afterglow, if you will. So I had 13 world leaders who talked specifically about what does it mean in economics for America to be great? What does it mean in our military for America to be great? What does it mean to Israel and the Middle East you know, for America to be influential in our world? And uh, so that gave us some real context and reference to pray. 
And uh, the thing that happened that was amazing is uh, once the film played, I started getting texts from all over the country of people that said, you know, we stayed in the theater through the end and then spontaneously we started praying. And uh, people holding hands in the theater and praying, uh, you know, little small groups. I got pictures from all over the country of this. And that's something that just organically happened. I think it was a God-ordained thing as, uh, as the message of the film was out because there was no sign at the end of the movie that said, pray now. You know, but it just happened. So it was a wonderful experience and uh, certainly God-ordained. Well, that did happen. I did see the movie. It was phenomenal. It left people speechless in parts, crying in others, but in the end, cheering, standing, clapping. I know several of those that you brought on the film, on testimony, powerhouses for the kingdom and voices that people would recognize. Next question. Your latest project, when we last spoke, starring Cloris Leachman, Corbin Burson, Melissa Gilbert, and others. Tell us about that project and what motivated you to do that movie. It's a, a phenomenal story. It was a best-selling book uh, uh, first, and uh, it's a story that setting in the, is in the '60s, uh, and so uh, yeah, it was fun to do. Period. I've done a lot of period film in my my past, and. Uh, so that inspired me too. But the story itself is a story of redemption. Uh, it's a story of, uh, of forgiveness. And uh, we see these two little orphan girls in the 60s who uh, their dad's in Vietnam. Mom decides she can't handle this small town life. So she goes off to New York, leaves the kids with their grandparents. And uh, then uh, Cloris Leachman's character, great grandmother who's had, who has Alzheimer's comes and so they're all in this one little two bedroom house in the country. And uh, so there's a lot of uh, connectivity, some fun, so there's fun comical elements that happen within that. And, um, but what we see is the, the when we last spoke is actually 30 years later, as these girls are apart for 30 years, they come back together around the, uh, the, the kind of dying grandfather and, uh, and have to resolve a lot of these things in their life and find redemption and find forgiveness and and, uh, and, and see how, how God had carried them through. So it's, a, it's a, just a great story, and, and I, I love telling stories, and uh, you know, this, it's a very different approach, uh, and, and that inspired, all that inspired me, all that made me want to do the story. I just have to ask you this, Rick, this was not in my questions, this was not in my notes, but for our audience, quickly tell us how you came to faith in Jesus Christ, and how you came to do what you're doing today. Well, that's a, 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 a long story in itself. I'll try to condense it, but uh, I grew up in a church uh, with a, a praying and, and loving mom and dad. Uh, and uh, I, as, a, as about a 16-year-old kid, I'd, I'd kind of done the, the church thing, but the heart thing happened as I heard a testimony of a singer who was coming to our community to, to do a drug program at our school and then come back and do a, a kind of an inspirational program that night. And I liked his music, so I showed up. And uh, he basically, you know, I, was, I wanted to be a, a, a musician. I wanted to tour and make records and do all those things. And he, he shared his testimony. And his testimony really inspired me to say, you know, if, if that's what happened to him, then why do I need to go down that road when I can, I can take care of that now? And uh, so I committed my life to Christ at 16 years old. And, uh, you know, and really began writing music and, and performing and touring. And, uh, and then it was uh, much later in my life that I happened to be in a studio in Orlando uh, working with the Florida Symphony when uh, a, an engineer said, have you ever thought about scoring film? 
And I said, well, I'd love to do that. I have a degree in music. And uh, so I wound up scoring a film called Kingdom of the Dinosaurs uh, for Harcourt Brace Jovanovich. And uh, that film won a bunch of awards. And so, you know, uh, that was kind of my entree to film. And so uh, from there, I began uh, working on the back lot at uh, Universal and at Disney, first doing music, uh, doing sound design, doing audio production, and then story editing, and then creating my own stories. And uh, so over a period of 35 years, my life just kind of evolved. I tell people I used to write three-minute stories that we call songs. Now I write two-hour stories that we call movies. But <laughs> I'm still telling stories and telling stories that hopefully can inspire and entertain and also challenge. That's brilliant, brilliant. Thank you for that. That leads me into this next question in a remaining time. What, in your view, is the future of cinema? In other words, how will people be watching in the future with all the change technologically and how have you made it work in your career? It's a great question. Uh, you know, of course, technology changes every day. Uh, it makes it more accessible to do a lot of things and a lot of things differently. And I think you have to uh, look at the, all the mediums that are available to us, everything from a cell phone to uh, you know, what it, things we probably haven't even thought about yet uh, that'll come about. But uh, uh, storytelling is the same. And so what I look at is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a storyteller. And any medium I can use to get that out into the marketplace, I'm going to use it. And I think the challenge is for us to look at, you know, what is the medium for this particular project? And then, uh, you know, with excellence, create for that medium. Uh, you know, I think the theatrical releases will continue. Uh, people like the big theater experience. Uh, you know, theaters have tried to make that different and make that more enjoyable and more relaxing and more like your living room and, and everything else, too. But uh, I, I think that you know, it, it's more accessible for people to use media as a, as a, as a resource when they're traveling uh, you know, on their iPad or their laptop or whatever it happens to be. So a uh, product that transcends all of those uh, visuals. I'm even looking at doing shorts that might be you know, two, three minute stories that you could play on your iPhone. Just uh, click it and play it. But uh, yeah, I think there's multiple mediums to be used and the idea is you know, what does it take to tell my story and what's the scope of the project that I want to take? If it's cinematic and it's big and it's theatrical, you, you have to scale it to that. If it's my iPhone, I scale it to that. And uh, I think that's what's important is, is what is your medium and then scale to that medium. Uh, but more importantly, it's telling stories that can still inspire and move people and uh, to, affect, to affect change. Rick Eldridge. Any last words for those listening that aspire to be in the film industry, do what you're doing? Yeah, I, I think uh, you know, it's a collaborative process. So uh, don't be a lone ranger. You know, find people that share the vision that you have and, and find ways to, to, to tell stories and to interact with each other. I think the creativity, the, the, the challenge of working together and rubbing ideas together and coming up with uh, the best ways to tell stories is important. Uh, you learn from each other, you, you can respect each other in the process and uh, find people that have that same vision, that same mindset uh, to do what you do and, and collaborate with them uh, and do it together. It's not a Lone Ranger sport. Uh, it takes a, an army to do what we do, but even in the storytelling process, uh, feeding off of each other is very, very important. So that would be my encouragement. 
Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to CEO and co-founder of Real Work Studios, director, writer, producer, musician, filmmaker, and 35-year entertainment veteran Rick Eldridge, whose latest in concert with Christian Cinema on-demand digital streaming, When We Last Spoke, is a movie must-see. If his power-packed hit, The Trump Prophecy, now available on DVD, is any indication, and no doubt it is. You can learn more about Rick's work, ministry, and mission by visiting realworksstudio.net and follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You will be blessed, inspired, and given hope that you did. Rick, what an absolute honor to meet you and hear about your upcoming project, When We Last Spoke, as well as ways for our listeners to connect for a myriad of great films via Christian cinema with whom you've partnered. Your theatrical hit, The Trump Prophecy, based on Mark Taylor's prediction of a Trump presidency, was stunning in content, a true story, and shows the importance of prayer, obedience, and the prophetic. It's also an example of how God delights, in my view, of using the least of these, a burned out fireman, aloof from God, to do some of His greatest work. We look forward to hearing and seeing all God has placed within you to connect all of us to God's greater purposes in film, in music, in ministry, and more. We thank you and God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensen Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony.